Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dyslexic Season 2, Episode 39. It's a very, very special episode because it is the final episode of Season 2 of Dyslexic. I, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody who has listened. Thank you to every guest I've had on these two seasons. Thank you to anybody who has participated in any shoot-off or runoff of this uh, podcast or had me on their podcast and thank you guys for helping it grow and again thank you so much to everyone who listens you guys mean the world to me I love making this show I love being a nerd with my friends on this show I love inviting people I don't know and, t- and being a nerd with them on this show and getting different viewpoints and I appreciate you guys for allowing me to do so with this show and for listening every week now with this being the final episode of season two um, it is going to be a very special episode because it is still the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, that was not my best singing, but that's what you're getting. Um, <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> Thanks. It was, I think it was like a three and a half out of 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still the holidays. So what, a better, so what is a better way to end the season than with a special episode? This week, my guest and I are going to help you all get those gifts for the holidays or if not this year because you probably should have ordered them by now or they're not going to be here by December um or by December but some of them won't be (laughs) but then you can get them next year for the holiday season and these are all going to be gifts for your little theme park nerd your theme park nerd friends your theme park nerd family members and all theme park nerds that you may love or hate I don't know (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you're doing Secret Santa. You got somebody you don't like, but like, you know, like theme parks. So this will help you. <laughs> so join us for the Dyslexic Gift Guide for the Theme Park Nerd. <laughs> now, before we continue, I obviously have to introduce my guest. I have a very special guest with me this week. He is the unofficial, but should be official, co-host of the Dyslexic Podcast. One of, my, one of the most talented theme park YouTubers out there and one of my best, best friends. It's Corey. Hello, Corey. Welcome. Howdy doody. It's good to be here. I am so excited to have you back on. It's been a minute. And I am really excited to uh, have you here because, again, you basically helped start this entire podcast. And I thought, what a better way to end season two than with one of the people who's on the podcast the most and who always brings such a fun time to the podcast other than you. So thank you so much for joining me again. Well, thank you for putting the passion and effort into it that you do. It makes it easier for me to put my effort into it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So before we begin, it's time to give credit where credit is due. This episode is inspired by the iconic Coaster Radio podcast. If you guys don't listen to them, you definitely should. If you are a Coaster nerd, I highly recommend them. It's a super fun podcast. But every year they do a gift guide episode before the holidays. And uh, I love their ideas, but sometimes they don't have some of the things I think would be really cool to give a theme park nerd. So I thought we might as well do a dyslexic version as well, because it's cool. And as a theme park nerd, sometimes the holidays can be disappointing because sometimes you really you really just want those theme park nerd things as your gifts but then you get like socks or like a little brush or like your friends are like oh you like like maybe you're like a fan of the Disney parks but your friends and family are like you like Disney here's a bunch of Mickey Mouse stuff and you're like it's not what I wanted um that's definitely not the big Thunder Mountain poster I asked for but okay <laughs> not but you know, I, I feel like as theme park nerds, we've all felt that. Oh um, yes, no, that's that's a hundred percent a fact. I mean, like, whenever you say that you're a fan of theme parks, or if you say you're like, I'm kind of a theme park nerd, people get an instant idea of like what that means, and like, it's not most probably ninety percent of the time, it's never the way that you actually are, as yeah. far as you know your theme park fandom. So, like, the I, I, there's so many instances. For a lot of theme park nerds, I, I swear it's one of the most relatable thing. If you're a theme park nerd, a, a Disney parks nerd, a Universal parks nerd, whatever you are, just um, a park nerd in general, just a park nerd in general. Like I guarantee you've had somebody in your family or friends, and as well intentioned as it is, sometimes you're just like, oh my gosh, this is not anything that I'm interested in or want, <laughs> and they'll get you something that is just like Disney related, Universal related. 
Um, <laughs> but it's but most of the time it's never even theme park like not even theme park adjacent, let alone related. It's not even theme park adjacent. <laughs> like like you know you like Universal, so I got you the classic monsters, and maybe you don't like the classic monsters. Maybe you want like a universal pin or something <laughs> but you didn't get that they spent like $40 on a gift where you could have gotten $8 gift and I would have been more excited <laughs> it's so true though like uh, you, you're making all valid points here it is and 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 as the way I'm saying it it sounds like I don't appreciate the gifts I get for the holidays of course I do I love my family and friends and I'm so appreciative of everything they get me and I'm sure everybody else is too. You love your family, you love your friends, and you're super appreciative of the holiday gifts you get. But sometimes there are some gifts where you're just like, that's not what I said. I love you with all my heart. That's not what I said. That's not adjacent to what I said. That's not related to what I said. It's okay. It's okay. But everybody's had, everybody's had that moment. You open the gift and you're like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Why did you get me this? <laughs> Look, it reminds me of sometimes on Christmas morning, like after we open gifts, is we do stockings after the gifts. Yeah. And like, I don't know what it is, but there's times where like we have like a straight up like trade auction type thing going on with our stocking, <laughs> with stuffs in our stockings. And it's like, I don't really want this here. Do you want that? Yeah, dude, I want that. And then like, we're like sitting there passing stuff around. And like my grandma's the one that usually uh, you know does the stockings with Santa Claus, so like you know my grandma's just standing there like okay, okay. I she, I'm like I'm like hey you've been doing this for a long time, you should you should have us down now. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so funny like it's so funny how like especially Santa he's been doing this a very yeah. long time. Yeah, Santa should already know me really well by now, but I guess sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but now with all that ranting is done I think it's time for us to get started on our gift guide so Corey what is the first gift that you think all theme partners or not all theme partners but you think what is a good gift to get a theme partner okay so this is very cliche but it has to be said because any theme park person would be excited to receive this as a gift I will preface this though before I say this if you get this if you try to get this for a theme park person make sure you ask them if they already have it first because it's very likely that they do but if they don't it's something that they would really appreciate and that is an annual or a season pass to either their local park or a park that they revisit quite often that is a major gift i think that any theme park person would love so i had that too that was one of my backup gifts so there you go i mean that's uh, for me, if I received an annual pass to say Universal or Disney or Kings Island, you know, a season pass to Kings Island or season pass to Holiday World, Kentucky Kingdom. I was like, if I get a Kentucky Kingdom season pass, I'd be excited. That's what I'm saying. Holiday any, World. Any of them, I would be, I would be thrilled. It, it would be like, it'd be like, now see, like in my mind, I'd be like, see, this is, this is what I want. This is, this is <laughs> it. Because <laughs> 90% of the time, I'm going to spend that money anyways. So like... Right, and so like to give that. First of all, that that's one of those gifts that like it, if you're if you're gonna spend a pretty penny on somebody, yes, save a lot of gifts. Like save a lot of gifts for a theme partner and get them that season pass. Yep. Um, and I'm telling you, there are some people that that will bring tears to like to to have a season pass to their oh, favorite yeah. park or to the or to their local park that they love going to all the time. Like there are people that like that's the that's that gift where you're like oh my gosh I can't believe you got me this yep this I appreciate it so much and they are gonna use it oh, trust yes. me and, and it, like if you are ha- if you're generous enough to buy someone a Disney or Universal annual pass like <laughs> you're talking about like like hugs for days because that's if you're generous enough to buy me a Disney or Universal season <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll give you my PO box. Um, <laughs> send it this way. <laughs> send it to uh, thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's uh, like I said. I know it's very cliche, but that's that was my that was my first gift idea because I mean you can't go wrong with that. I don't think. No, and like it also depends on the park too. Like maybe you don't have a ton, but like there's some parks like. 
uh, like I know Kentucky Kingdom has pretty cheap season passes yep. compared to some places like Kings Island, which are a little more expensive and have different tiers. Yep. Um, so like there are some places you can get sixty pass or season passes for like sixty dollars. Some places are like two hundred. Some places are like five hundred. Some places are like a thousand. It really depends on the park. <laughs> Disney. <and laughs> Disney, <laughs> Universal, <laughs> Cedar Fair with some expensive passes and <laughs> like like it, like even for a value standpoint though like if you were to get someone like a platinum pass and they like to travel a lot for mm-hmm. Cedar Fair it's really good value yeah it is I mean I've got I got a gold pass yep. one year or for a couple of years um, and I'm telling you it was some of the best money spent ever because. It was absolutely worth it yep. because I I did for Kings Island. I also used to get Kentucky Kingdom season passes. Funny enough, although it's my home park, I've never had a Holiday World season pass. Um, and I was gonna get one last year for 2020 season, and I'm glad I didn't, um, just because I have not gone to any parks this year, sadly. But hopefully things are looking like they're on the up and up, so maybe I'll get one for next year. Super exciting. Hopefully so. <laughs> So my first, um, my first one is this. This is really geared toward not only theme park nerds, but specifically those coaster theme park nerds like Corey and I. Yep. Um, and speaking of that, today I almost bought myself two. I almost, I, I, I almost convinced myself today to spend eighty-one dollars on Holiday World's website. <laughs> uh, that's before shipping. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I did not do it, but I was this close the temptation was it, there but like it was this close and two of those items were the famed and uh very desired by a lot of uh, coaster nerds coaster dynamics models mm. and these are models that you can get that are like metal models of roller coasters at regional parks and you can put them together i know Corey, i know you have oh i'm yeah i'm i'm gonna say i'm an addict of them i I am absolutely addicted to them i i that is like my number one thing that i um that i collect as far as like when i see it i'm like let's get it so like i have that i'm just gonna say that was on my list so that you can knock that off my list because uh that that is to me, that is one of the best collectibles, especially uh, the new the, since they started doing the colored ones. Because yeah, the the old ones were just stainless steel, which did look cool. Right. Like I enjoyed them, but like the they're painted. The ones that are painted are so much better. Like they're they're so nice. And like I'm gonna tell you, I am one of those people that I never had the money. Like while I had the season pass to those parks, I never had the money to get those models i just yeah i I wasn't making the money and if you want to get somebody a big gift that like it's not particularly going to break your bank yep but it is uh, it it is a higher price point but it's a gift that will last a very long time very much because it is a model it is something that people like coaster nerds will flip out over and i i almost bought myself a legend and a raven one today and it, um, and they're the thing that it, it's also you give them the gift of having a little project to do because uh, they're not hard. You got to put them put them together, and they're not hard to put together. Mm-hmm. But like it gives you kind of a sense of accomplishment when you get do get it put together. It makes you feel good that you you know you get to feel like a coaster engineer. Yep, kind of built built it. It's, it is fun. Like it's roller coaster tycoon in real life. Yes, one hundred percent. Uh, no, I I think that uh, I mean I just I I've wanted some for so long and now if this year like pans out I'm gonna buy some when I go to the parks and normally uh, normally um the, a, a lot of parks make them park exclusive so you have to go to the park to get them yep. but during the holidays a lot of parks will open up merchandise stores or put them on their merchandise store for people to get for the holidays. I'm writing notes down now and now I know that you want one. <laughs> I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm getting my notebook out here. You, you better not, I'm telling you. And like the worst part is I could not get you one because I guarantee you already have I was getting ready to say, I was going to say, please, if anybody's listening that's thinking of getting me, I don't think they would, but if anybody is that was going to get me a coast, a nano coaster for coaster dynamics, please don't because I, I literally probably have all of them at this point. <laughs> The only ones I, the only ones I'm missing are like ones that parks like I have to go to the parks to get them. So like, you know, rides like Copperhead Strike, I don't have that. But, anyways, 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, you know, what a perfect gift for Corey, except he already gifted himself all of them. So you can't, it's not a perfect gift. But no, I'm bad about it. I really am. I, 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 I try to get as many of them as I can because they're they're just so cool. Like they're really awesome. Um, I love their bigger models too, but I'll never ever be able to spend the money I, on them. I know. I'm like I could never afford it, but they're awesome. I promise you, I would get one if I had the money. Yeah, to they're spend it. yeah, they're they're CDX blocks. The um, the ones where you can like make your own custom coasters too are amazing. Yes, they're so cool. Yeah. Coaster Dynamics is just a great company altogether. They they. They make really unique stuff. Plus, they sell like little baby model stuff. So, like, if you're ever trying to build like an amusement park model, like mm-hmm. you can actually, you know, on their website they sell like little like little hot dog stands and like little popcorn stands. Uh, and like, I'll go ahead and say it. Like, what's really cool is like a lot of the parks are now like working with oh, them yeah. to get even more merchandise, like stickers and patches and all kinds of really cool artwork. Uh, like, where did you see the new uh, where Coaster Dynamics is working with the? Uh, I think it's Coaster Dynamics. I can't remember. The, there's another company, though, that makes the actual wood pieces. They're making, like, wood models of, like, trains. No. Have you, I need I'll it. Have to, I'll have to send you some pictures later because they're they're really awesome. They're, um, they're like, uh, they just did one for Steel Vengeance that was limited edition of 300, I believe. And um, you, it's, it's literally, like, a huge section of the track with the full train. And it's all built out of wood. Like, it's really cool. I, I'll just send it to you. I would be obsessed, but yes, most definitely any kind of like coaster model, yeah. theme park model that um, theme park nerds can put together or just like have on display yep. is definitely one of the best gifts you could get somebody. Hundred percent. So, Corey, what is your uh, number two? Okay, so this one's, I, like I said, we're gonna have similar list. I hate to say it, but I just know we are. But um, that's because you and I like the I same was stuff. Say, that's I, the problem. Well, we're talking about like the same thing here so it's anyways hopefully we can get some uniqueness but uh my my next one is is any if you if you ever see like any limited edition collectible that comes from a theme park uh no matter what it is like if it has a limited number on it you probably should pick it up for that person of you know if you if you know a theme park fan um, like like recently kings island did the whole thing with where they they uh, have cut slices of vortex up I wanted that so and bad n- that it was not funny. Not to make you jealous, but my, mine just came in today. I knew you got <laughs> one. I knew you got one. Nobody asked. Look. Podcast over. Look. look. Friendship over. <laughs> Canceled. I, I didn't get the first batch of them. I got They sold out on me that time, but they did a second batch. And I had to, like, dude, I had to do the whole, like, I had to be online at the right time and refresh the page. And I was like... I wanted one so bad, and I just. Uh, but anything like it's yeah, anything like that, like uh, Son of Beast, when they tore Son of Beast down, they did the same thing. Um, Kings Island had like a uh, where you could buy a plaque with the piece of the steel, you know, the steel piece of track from Son of Beast. Um, Disney has even done stuff like Disney, that. Disney's yep. uh, for Spectrum Magic, they had pins yep. that had. Um, pieces of the Spectrum Magic floats inside the pins. Yep. Um, and I, I'm just getting ready to say Disney has all kinds of limited edition stuff of that nature. Um, you know, it's just one of those uh, one of those things. Um, if it's limited in any way and it's related to a theme park, I honestly probably don't even ask the person if they have it or not because they're, even if they have it, they're going to enjoy it if you give them another one. So like like i said any kind of limited edition and more than likely they don't yes. if it's limited edition more than it they you would be surprised at how many like coaster enthusiasts and theme park nerds there are around the world like it is a large number it's very hard to get these things. yep and it's it's like you might see a limited edition of a thousand and that's really not that much for how many people you know are gonna want to buy it you know so it's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's always a good idea. Anytime you see a limited item that, especially if it's a theme to something that the person that you're getting the gift for likes, um, you know, I, I don't think you can go wrong with that. I agree. I think that's. I think that's a fantastic item. So my next item um, is a, something a little more uh, smelly, mm-hmm. uh, and that is theme park scented candles. Ooh. And yes, you heard me right. 
theme park scented candles. Um, my boyfriend Marcelo loves them. I get them for him for quite a few oh, uh, gifts. Pirate water. And Pirates Water is amazing. And there are multiple companies who make them. So maybe if you don't like the scent one company makes, you might like it from another company. Um, the two that I see people talk about the most are one is Magic Candle Company, which is where I get most of mine. That's... And then there is Theme Park Scents as well, which is, uh, I think, a slightly newer company. But yeah, they they've have been around... advertising everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, they. Um, I was getting ready to say they've been advertising a lot recently. They have. And like, but... Uh, a, a lot of the, you know, there, there, more, there's more than one company who makes it, but like, uh, it's not only candles. Like, there's, uh, I know some companies make air fresheners for cars, and some make bath bombs yep. that are theme park scented, and it's all super, super they, cool that you can get this. They stuff. do wax melts too, if you like the whole wax yeah, melt wax thing. melts. I have wax melts personally, yep. uh, and like a lot of these things will last a long time and that's you know scent triggers some of the most deep memories yes and that's just proof of my science that's facts. facts um that's science that's science um <laughs> all i could think was like bill not said some stuff and so that means it's true um, <laughs> bill not's the but, guy uh, the science guy yes <laughs> but um these things, like, there's so many scents. There's scents that smell like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. There's some that are that are inspired by attractions, so they don't exactly smell like the attraction, but they're inspired by them. Like, there's some that are inspired by Haunted Mansion, Tiki Room. Um, like um, the the one scene from Flight of Passage where you're the one scene like from in the cave. Of, yeah, yeah. There's some that are inspired. There's there's even Universal inspired scents. Yes. Um, e. uh, like, E.T. H.H.N. Fog. Yep. Um, there's all kinds of like different scents. Butter beer, like there's so many different uh, scented items you can get a theme park nerd, especially if they really like those bigger theme parks, the Disney's, the Universals. You can find those. Um, I have yet to find one that's like a uh, Holiday World barbecue stand, um, a scented candle, <laughs> or um, Kings Island Fest House Panda Express scented oh. candle. But, um, you know, <laughs> I would love those. <laughs> well, I mean, Panda Expresses always smell good, so, like... It does, but, like, Fest House is a very is, specific smell. It's a combination and it's, smell. it's a good smell. It is. It's a good smell. I enjoy it. I do, too. It, but it is a combination It's a combination smell. smell is what it is. That's, that's the difference. It's kind of like when you... You know when you spray Febreze and it's just kind of mixes in with whatever you're trying to cover up. Yeah. But but yeah. that's a bad thing. This is a, this is a combination in a good way. It is. You you got your panda, your La Rosa, mm. a little beer, maybe a pretzel or two, and you're like, wow. Pretzels and beer. It smells kind of good. Yeah, which is what you would expect in Fest House, but then you also have panda. And pizza, the beer so. garden. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, theme parks and the candles are a great way to uh, a great gift to give to your theme partner. Very much so. Corey, what's your what's your next gift? Okay, so um, this one kind of ties into the limited edition one, but it's I wanted to make it separate because it is kind of a different entity. Um, anything that has to do with used coaster or ride parts, um, mm-hmm. to me, I see. I'm a huge nerd. So if you like came up to me and like Corey like you know here's this you know here's this bolt from Thunder Run at Kentucky Kingdom I'd be like oh my gosh really it is hilarious what theme park nerds will get <laughs> excited over if you get them you're like wow this is a flower that was planted at Cedar Point and you're like wow <laughs> thank you <laughs> like I, I don't know what it is about that but for me personally like if anyone gave me any used ride parts. I am all about it, especially if you gave, were generous enough to give me a ride wheel. Oh if my you could God. ever, I would love like a coaster. Yeah, if wheel. you could ever like, if you could ever find for for one, getting your hands on one is a miracle in itself because you you literally have to go to special events some of the times to even get that kind of stuff. Uh, I always get aggravated because you know Blackpool Pleasure Beach, right? In in England, mm-hmm. they sell used <coughs> coaster parts and used ride parts in their general gift shop and i don't know why more places here in the united states don't do that i haven't figured that out yet i don't know either because they would make bait would. but it, i i guess it's just one of those things that i feel like i feel like they don't think they they'd have the demand yep. 
I think uh, they'd be surprised though if they just tried it. I think people, I, I think they too. would sell it. But like, I, you know, I have a few used coaster parts myself. Like I have, like I said, I have a I have a chain bolt from Thunder Run at Kentucky Kingdom. I have a uh, a used uh, polyethylene. Poly, what is it? Polyethylene? What do they call that? Polyurethane. Thank you. Polyurethane wheel from uh, Steeplechase at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, which is oh, that's so really cool. cool. Um, we have a. Um, course i told you of the track pieces you know those are those are kind of similar there yeah um but yeah and then i also have a um a uh oh what's it called um dang it i can't think of it but anyways now you get my point you know it's yeah you know, I, I think that's if you if, if someone's like a really this is more of like a, for a coaster nerd type person someone that's like really really into it i think if you got them a used any kind of used part from a coaster i think they would be pretty thrilled with it especially if you knew exactly what coaster it came from and if it had like a certificate with it saying it was that coaster um that's just i think it's an excellent gift for any 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 nerd <laughs> yeah i agree that'd be a gift that a lot of nerds would flip out yep. over <laughs> so my next one um is actually um, a pretty common one and a very easy one to get, which is theme park pins and patches. Yes. Pins and patches are very big right now. Enamel pins, patches, like, they've always been staples. Not always, but since, like, the 2000s, pins and patches have really been a staple of theme parks. But in recent years, uh, with, like, with like the, uh, the craze of, like, uh, decorating jean jackets and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're, uh, I'm trying to think lanyards, lanyards. people decorate lanyards with um, pins and whatnot. Um, they even decorate their jackets with pins and whatnot. Yes. That um, theme park pins and patches have become very common. Oh, yeah. No. And they're very easy. And to they're, uh, you can't go wrong. I mean, like, even if someone doesn't like, uh, you know, even if they're not like, you know, like a, a strictly a patch collector, strictly a pin collector. Uh, if you get them a pin or a patch, they're most, I would say, most likely 99% of the time. They're going to find a way to They're going to appreciate it no matter what. You know? Yeah. And, like, I know when I say that, most people think, oh, Disney, Disney has patches and pins. Yes, they yes. do. And that's kind of where it all got started. But here's the shockers. Most parks now have patches oh, and yes. pins. Um, Holiday World is... The Cedar Fair chain. Yeah, Holiday World has them. The Cedar Fair chain has yep. them. The Bush Gardens chain has them. Six Flags Parks have them. Yep. Um, I have a whole wall dedicated to patches on my in my room. Yeah, Kentucky Kingdom has yep. them. I I, uh, I love patches. I think they're I love being able to. They're they're just they're just a good. In my opinion, they're just they're good as a souvenir. And if you give them as a gift to somebody, that's just it's equally as good. You know. Yes, especially somebody who may not be able to get to a park that they really want to go to or something. Yep. Um. That it's a really good gift to give them to kind of hold them over until they are able to go to that park. Um, but like I said, like most major, uh, most theme parks, I can't even say major, most theme parks have pins and patches now. Um, are you close to Kings Island? Kings Island has pins and patches. Are you close to Six Flags St. Louis? Six Flags St. Louis has pins and patches. Yep. Are you close to Universal Studios Hollywood? Hollywood has pins and patches. Legoland Florida pins and, and you patches. Can, and you can also uh, shop online and find used yes. stuff that uh, sometimes it would be even better of a gift because they're not available anymore. So, like, you know. Yeah. That's a great idea. Go on eBay. eBay has a ton of really good stuff for theme uh, parks. vintage um, stuff. They got a lot of vintage stuff on eBay. Yeah, that was that was actually another one of my things. Um, well, I'm just gonna go ahead yep. and say it is vintage theme park merchandise is another big one. Go on eBay if you can find it uh, on there. Like people, people flip out for vintage theme park they merch. Do. Like Ex- if you get if you get me like some '90s Universal stuff, I'm gonna flip. You get me some like early 2000s Disney stuff, I'm oh, gonna yes. flip. You give me you give me like vintage uh, promotion promotional material uh for like holiday world or kentucky kingdom i'm gonna well, flip out and i'm gonna love it's it it's like there was one i went there at a thrift shop that i here locally i went to one time and they had uh the full the full set of the mcdonald's glasses that had the magic kingdom and animal kingdom 
guy. That's so And cool. uh, Epcot and the Hollywood Studios, they had all four of them on each. Each of the glasses has, each individual glass has its little theme to whatever park it is. And it's the stuff like that. I, I think I got them for like $2 a piece. So I was just like, you can't beat that. So if you see that, you can see the, so the vintage going to your vintage thing. Check your thrift shops and stuff. You never know. Like, like I live, you know, I live 900 miles away from Disney, and I still find things in my local thrift shops that... I started my pin... Co- even back to the pins we were talking about, I started pin collecting because I went to a thrift a thrift store in Louisville. Yep. Like, like, like one of kind of like those, like, vendor malls. Yep. I went to a vendor mall in Louisville and found somebody selling tons of pens for three dollars a piece which is way cheaper than what they are at disney yep. um by a, by a significant amount and i bought like i think i spent like thirty dollars and i got like 10 pens yeah. uh yeah i got 10 pens to start out with and they were they were perfect to start off my trading yep. and start off my collecting and it was so much fun there you go so that's a great now vintage though vintage pins patches anything vintage too they that's just that's very good ideas i mean you can't go wrong with that at all plus vintage is just really in right now even if you go to a park to visit the park's gonna usually gonna have some kind of like vintage themed item that you can take Mm -hmm. home like it may be their old logo on a sticker it may be i want to say too real quick uh like I don't know what it was with the 70s, but like if, if for whatever reason you collect like like China, like plates, stuff like that, yeah. you can literally get anything from the 70s on a plate. Like I don't know what it is about it. It's so You know true. what I'm talking about? It's so true. Yes. Oh my goodness. There, there's like Disney plates, universal, well, not universal, but there's like Disney yep. plates. There's King's Island. There, there's King's plates. Island has a bunch. Yeah. Like, I was looking vintage stuff on King's Island on eBay, and like you literally. King's Island used to have ashtrays you could I know. buy. And then like uh, all the, the you know King's Island was famous for their leather working stand for a long time, so you can buy a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the leather stuff back in the day too. You can even buy. I, I'm sure you could find Holiday World had a big thing that was really popular which is no longer there and it was their uh their wood carving yes. shop in the halloween yep. section and there are people who i've seen like even sell their old wood carving and stuff from holiday yep. world it used to be right across there from uh, the hollow swings yep. mm-hmm. that was uh, like i said that uh but even like i agree with you though anything vintage pad pins and patches are excellent i mean can't go wrong in vintage you can't go wrong either 100 percent Okay, Corey, what was your next? Go. All right, so um, this one, I, now that I'm looking at my list, I'm like, I'm like, oh, these are kind of similar, but like in my mind, they're different. Like, I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah. So like, all right. Again, it, it's for a nerd, so in a nerd's mind, it could be completely different than it seems similar to somebody who's not at the Okay, so like, I guess I got to explain it a little bit, because like I said, it is similar, but it's different. And like I said, in my mind, it's different. So like, the used coaster parts and stuff is one thing, but then on the other side of the spectrum just general props that have been used in the parks um it's kind of similar but it is different in my opinion because like uh, it's gonna sound funny but like there's things like, like for example Universal's pretty well known for this but uh universal does sell um you know they have the prop shop where they sell they do and th- this is very different than from like an actual right because this is a little more yes easily available to people yep. um than like actual like ride it parts is. coaster parts like this is this is something you can buy especially at universal in the prop shop and, they have and i like this might sound silly to like someone that doesn't understand but like something as simple as like some kind of restaurant sign that you would be like like why would someone want that oh well a theme park nerd probably would want it you know it's it's because it's related to something they love especially if it's let's say a restaurant mm-hmm. that they love in the park you know um i mean there are things that are like thousands of dollars in the prop shop but there are also yep. things that are not even close no to yeah that expensive of a you price can, you can get like, like all the old like all the old here we go back to vintage again they have all the old the old school uh stickers and stuff that used to go on like the old stickers they used to sell and stuff but now they they still sell them in the prop shop but they have like they're the stickers that go on all the islands of adventure trash cans like yeah 
that's something like you a theme park person and you have to be a really nerd to know that but if, if, if they are that much of a nerd then, like, they would they would really enjoy that um, and then like on top of that like something as simple as like um, you know like like a like a person that's really into HHN you could get them like a like a I don't know like a twisted tater sign or something like that as silly as that sounds they might really enjoy that you know it's true i mean and if you have the money yes if you're like some weird billionaire then you could get you can actually get like ride props yep uh house props costumes yes so you can get all kinds I, of i was gonna stuff. say some stuff's unobtainable like like they had that uh here recently they had an arcade cabinet from one of the scare zones for hhn and it yeah. was absolutely gorgeous i would love to just have it just for the fact of it but it was like you know I think it was like $3,300 or something like that. And then they, like, they have the old, uh, you know, Welcome to Wakita sign, you know, for Twister. Yeah. And that's like $5,000. So, yeah, I was like, I know that one's like $5,000. Yeah. And that stuff's like, stuff like that's not really obtainable. You know, that's more like, that's people that have money to blow like that. But there's, there's, there's just little itty bitty stuff that you can get here and there. And like, um, you know, it, it's just, it, to me, it's a good idea. And it's not just Universal that does it. Uh, Disney also does this, but you have to do it in a different way. They have, they yeah. sell their stuff to more of a thrift store type people. Like they're not a thrift store, but they're they're like a reseller for Disney. So they buy a bunch of old stuff off Disney, and then you can buy it from them. Um, it's not Universal kind of does it directly. You know, it's more of a direct thing. But right. Disney does it kind of in like a middleman type way. I also personally think more parks should do that. I do too. Because... I mean, well, they're going to throw it away, you know, and people, people would most likely enjoy it, you know. They will, and people will buy yeah. it. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've bought things. I promise you, they. I will. mean, I've bought things too. So <laughs> I, I'm serious. It's, it's nice. Um, and like I said, and even besides Disney Universal, other parks do the same thing. It's more rare though; it doesn't happen as often. But if you ever like for Holiday World, for example, Scott, this might be up your alley if you're ever interested. Uh, keeping every now and then just check in on their holly shop online because uh, they do sell flags and stuff from like voyage i do because i i i bet like i was trying so yep. hard to get flags from the voyage yep. and uh this girl i know she got them super glad super mm -hmm. happy for her but i wanted them so yep. bad and it was not even funny um, so I, but yeah, they, you just gotta, yeah. and, and they don't ever say when they put them on there either. They just, they just, they just put them on there, and it's like, oh, there, there's, you know, ride flags. If you, and, and if you guys don't know, Holiday World puts ride flags on all their coasters. Like they have, they have like a, a row of flags. I don't. Some people might be like, what are they talking about flags? But it's it it, it it's like one of their like iconic yes. things of where you get to the top of the coaster and you are up there with the flags flying and waving in the yep. wind. Especially on, on every coaster, there are flags. Especially on Voyage, uh, I I even say Legend. Yeah, Legend too. too yep. Um, but I mean, they all, all their coasters like that have it, except I guess Thunderbird. Does, it's but it's uh, yeah, which you really yeah, couldn't you can. do. But like, it's it, it's kind of a thing of like, oh, you, you like it's kind of like a reminder of like, oh, you're up here and you're going. Down. I was say, and it, and that's just kind of like yeah, and it's it, like you said, it's kind of an icon type thing, like. Holiday was known for putting flags on their lift hills. I guess just like a, it's like a trope. I guess you'd call it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's anyways. That's so. I, that's just gives you an idea of what I'm talking about. And like I said, I know it's similar to you know used coaster parts and stuff. But in my mind, it's a little bit different. You know, it's just kind of a kind of the other side of the spectrum of that. No, I'm. To I totally think it's a great idea. So. It, it is very different from like an actual yeah. part of a coaster. This is something that, again, is a little more obtainable and something yes. that like it, it's it 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 would be a huge gesture to well, a lot yeah, of theme park like The other day, just to give one more example, the other day I seen somebody. Um, they had a uh, they had one of the what, I can't remember where which portrait it was, but it was one of the portraits from uh, the haunted mansion, and I was just like a haunted mansion fan would just absolutely flip over that. You know what I mean? They would they would flip. Yep. So. <laughs> so uh, my next thing, um, my next thing is actually I actually just came up with this. Not even on well, my list, but I don't know why I didn't think of it. Now this is for your theme park nerd who also enjoys video games, Ooh. and there are theme park based video yes. games that some of you may not know about. Um, uh, some of them are older and are a little harder to get because they're not in print anymore. But some of the ones that you can currently buy that are very easy to get um, are 
Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic, which is um, it is a re-release of the classic uh, first two games of the Roller Coaster Tycoon series that came out in the nineties. Beautiful series. Um, it's a great series. It's one of the most mesmerizing and surprisingly calming games you can play, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and along with that, uh, recently released was a re-release of Roller Coaster Tycoon Three. Yes. Um, on the Nintendo Switch, which I personally bought. I'm still learning the controls, so I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated here and there with that, <laughs> just because I'm so used to computer, but it's still super fun to be able to replay this game. And then my personal favorite that I actually am not able to play anymore, but hopefully soon, is Planet Coaster. Yes. Um, now, Planet Coaster is a... is it, it is basically like the best of the best theme park sim games out there right now. It's super customizable. It's super fun. You can um, basically completely customize your own theme park to the, you can. whatever limits you want. It, 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 this game is it's the most customizable theme park game that has ever existed. I mean, you you can build full, authentic Disney style dark rides. Very much in this game. However, you want. yeah, it's. You can you can do you can make the most insane scenery, and it is insane. And plus, it's a really interactive game with a huge community that plays as well, yep. um, of a lot of other theme park nerds and people who just enjoy the game series or not even the series, but just the game itself. Like, there's even contests on Steam where people enter in their creations. There's contests on YouTube where people enter their creations because if you have somebody who's really creative and really enjoys theme parks. Planet Coaster is the game to get them. If you have somebody who's a little more nostalgic and likes a simpler game, the Roller Coaster Tycoon series is very, very much is, is the game to and get. And I want to mention too, um, if you know if you know anybody that like that owns maybe older consoles, like an old Xbox, GameCube, something like that, there are plenty. There's a plethora of games that have came out over the years. Like uh, like they're not the greatest, but you know they still might appreciate them. Like. Um, one of my favorite games. It's not like a super great game or anything, but I really love the Universal Studios game that was on the GameCube. Mm -hmm. That game mm -hmm. was absolutely superb, and it was just it, what it is. is It's kind of like running around a theme park. Just makes me feel good because I've always wanted to do that. Right. Um, and like the Disneyland Adventures. Um, mm -hmm. For yeah, Connect. For Kinect, but you can still play it with a controller. You don't have to use the Connect yeah. to play it. So if you have an Xbox, you know it. That. The Disneyland Adventures is a major, major fun game. Um, it's basically like a, a you you are in Disneyland. I mean, it, it's like a direct replica of Disneyland. Everything's pretty much to scale, which is awesome. And it um, you kind of run around and play like each. The way it works is each um, each ride is like its own mini game. So it's fun. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's also games like uh, Thrill yes. Bill that will still work on older consoles if somebody has a classic yep. console and are really into theme park games which I personally think deserves a re-release yeah. but no, I agree you know I don't have control over that but we're not uh, gonna we're not gonna talk about <laughs> Sim Coaster we're not gonna go no there. we're not gonna talk about Sim Coaster though that's that, no we're not, we're not. we don't talk about her but uh, <laughs> um, but yes that's a really good gift that you can get for somebody who really enjoys theme parks and um, you know if quarantine lasts a little longer or if the you know if if things happen later I'm not trying to make this political or anything but if anything has happened later that'd be a really good time filler for yep, people it, no it uh, people especially it, now it'd be a good escape too people need escape right now so you know I, I, I have plugged a lot of hours into Roller Coaster Tycoon yep. Um, during this time, and if I still was able to play Planet Coaster, I would have sunk a lot of hours into. Oh, I guarantee well. it. Yeah, I, see, I I own Planet Coaster, but I that I have the opposite. I haven't had the time to play it here recently because I've got all kinds of other stuff going on. But you of know, course. it's um, it, it's it, it is games like that are very relaxing in my opinion. They are in my they are in mine too because it's 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 not like you're fighting and nope. stressed over something. It's more of a you're just doing things. Let's yeah. chill out. Let's be creative. And when you're done, a lot of these games, you can go explore your own park and ride yep. the ride. Unless unless and we're talking really unless fun. we're talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon, some of their insane scenarios, which are and some of them are insane. Like yes, some of them are like, ridiculous. Roller Coaster Tycoon can get stressful, oh yes. but it's not like a bad. No, it's more it's like more like a, challenge. Like you're want you're ready to get it yeah. Down. It's it's like okay you relax for the last four levels here's yep. a challenge 
now relax for the next two levels. Here's a challenge. Like, it's not like a, no, a really it's not. that stress-inducing no. of a game. But, uh, sometimes, but you have to have a way to win and leave. Yeah, and, but I mean, I mean, like, sometimes I have trouble paying back that loan within two years. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> also, if you want to teach money man, Oh my gosh, yes. Um, yep. These games are amazing, for the, especially the World Cup Tycoon games. They are so good for money management what? and business skills. If you want to teach, like I don't know why schools don't. I, I I genuinely do not understand why schools don't use the first two Roller Coaster Tycoon games to teach these skills because it's the most fun way to. Like learn. I mean, it's and it's legit too. Like it's not like a, you know, it's not like it's you know some kind yeah. of baby stuff. Like, like. You have to pay your yeah, employees. You, you have to pay for the attractions, the food. You do a lot of balancing, and it teaches you a lot. You so. do. That's a great gift idea, by the way. I love that. Yep. Thank you. Okay, Corey, do you have anything, any other gifts? I have one more bonus, and I I mean, you'll okay. agree with me, because it's literally the best thing, in my opinion, that you can give anyone, anybody, anywhere, money. Just give them money, and you're there. everybody will be merry and happy, and it'll be wonderful. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, it's so that was true. Lame. I'm sorry. I just no, but it's true. If you give somebody money, or or if you're having a hard time, be like, look, I know you like theme park things, and I tried to find something. I'd really like to give you something for that. And sometimes that's the best gift of all because they can get then, the very specific thing. I'd say they can they can put that money back, and then if they see something they want, then they can get it. They don't. You don't. Have, they don't have to mm-hmm. be something that you want to get them. It's not as thoughtful. I understand, but. In my opinion, cash is cash, money, whatever, however you send it, is one of the greatest things that you can do for anybody. If you put thought behind it, it can be a very thoughtful gift. If you are sitting there and you're like, I tried to find what you wanted me to find, and or you know, I tried to find something I think you would like, but I'm having a hard yep. time. Here's my gift to you to get something you yep. wanted. Um, it can be a really, it can be a really nice. Gift. I think so. Um, I have a few. Uh, uh, extra bonuses that I want to say. I'll let because they're ahead and throw them in. Yeah, there. they're not as ton. Yeah, they're they're not as expandable as some of these other ones. Um, one of them is a uh, theme park, our theme park inspired stickers. Yes, and you, I'm telling you, you can find thousands of these on Etsy, it's Disney, Universal, coaster inspired yes. things. There are tons of theme park and inspired you're stickers. supporting a lot of you know, like independent artists. Yeah, so. Independent artists, small businesses. Speaking of small businesses, there's tons of small businesses that make custom Disney ears. Yes. My personal favorite is Gold Squared. Um, no, no, I mean, no. Again, none of this. I'm not getting paid for any of this. I'm just sharing you things I enjoy. I like Gold Squared because they have these really cool ears that you can get a magnetic headband and magnetic ears, and you can mix and match your ears, or just quickly change them out for your next picture at the park. That's all. That's a great idea. You're gonna do. It's great, and um, I and they're really well made. They're 3D printed, and I personally really love them. Um, I got Marcelo last year a set of Carousel of Progress ears because his favorite is Car- his favorite attraction is Carousel of Progress, and I just think they're a really great thing. But there's so many beautiful and well crafted, handmade ears and accessories uh, for the Disney parks, especially. And there's even people who make Universal inspired. Um, small shop objects as well but customizable ears for your disney fan is i mean yeah that's the magnetic ears are a really good idea like i i just i was just thinking about that that has a lot of good possibilities they're amazing and if you don't like wearing a headband they have a magnetic ear hat that's beautiful it's amazing if you like baseball caps when you're at the parks magnetic ears on those that's awesome there you go it's fantastic um Next, I have attraction posters, and I don't mean go to Disney and rip down a poster. There are tons of like attraction posters uh, for even at other parks. Some parks even sell them in gift shops. But there, there is a specific book that we have that is uh, Disney attraction posters, and it is a book full full of those posters. And a lot of people, you can find them and get them printed and framed, and you can give somebody a framed attraction poster. Or more than one, and people will flip. They will love them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, I, I've uh, like, especially like uh, the made to thrill stuff, and like made to thrill. Yeah. I they love, are they love their beautiful stuff. company. They make absolutely beautiful posters. 
<laughs> and, and Pursuit of Thrills does a good job too. They, uh, I love Pursuit of Thrills. As yeah, well. they're both they're both really awesome as far as they make more like like especially like for like a more advanced uh, someone that's like really really nerdy, you know, into their theme park fandom. Yeah, uh, they make really really specific reference type stuff. Like like they'll take a, a very abstract you know drawing of something and then put like one of the best things they do is the ones where they have the abstract drawing of a train and then they'll say like you know sandusky ohio which is right yeah i love yeah and, that, and that, of course that's a reference to cedar point uh, or they'll have like uh you know um, they'll have like doswell virginia which is king's dominion you know so I, I i love those posters and attraction posters is such a good way to decorate a yes. room for a theme park nerd or a theme park nerd's office any of those ways are fantastic very much so i agree my next one is if you have somebody who is a reader, there are tons oh of theme park books out there that are not even yes. funny. Um, and I don't, I don't even just mean like planning guides. No, and stuff. Like, I'm talking like there are history books for theme parks. There are there are even books for individual like there are parks who sell history books on their own. Yep. Like Kings Island has multiple books written about it. Holiday World has books written about it. Disney and Universal obviously have books written about them. Um, there, there are tons especially, of books. especially if the person you're buying the gift for is really into theme park history. Like, yeah. I mean, they, you, they, you can't go wrong then because they literally can learn so much. There's like dozens and dozens and dozens of books about that kind of stuff. There are even books that are inspired by theme parks, like The Kingdom Keepers, which is a uh, theme park book series based in the Disney theme parks, written by Ridley Pearson and distributed by Disney. But I'm telling you, they are some of the best books I've ever read. And if you have like a, a young somebody who likes young adult novels, they will love that series. Yes. It needs to be a Disney Plus series. I'm telling you, it's so well written and so amazing. Um, there, uh, Bart Scott, who uh, was known for blogging and stuff, he um, he has a book called Cats of the Castle that is a book inspired by the cats that roam Disneyland. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm telling you, there are tons of books that aren't just theme park history. There are some that, um, that's where you're going to find a lot of them, but there are some that are like, um, I mean, like I said, there's an attractions poster book. There's, there's books that are inspired by the parks. There, there is tons. Well, there's even written, written books of their experience working at parks. Well, I mean, in, if you're into art, like you said, the poster, the poster book, like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of art, like art books too, of like, especially yeah. like concept books that show the concepts. Of there's stuff. coffee table books. Yep. There's all kinds of kind of theme park inspired books. Um, and then I have two yes. more. One is one of the easiest things. If you visit a theme park and you have a nerd in your life and they love theme parks or they haven't been to that theme park before, get them a map oh yes it's free and they will flip out yep now that's that is a beautiful idea because they you literally can't go wrong it's free like you just go pick one up it's free get it and maybe you pay shipping to send it to yep. somebody but i'm telling you theme park maps are one of the best gifts you can oh 100 and then lastly i have one that is um actually can be difficult to get but recently has become more easy to get which is theme park inspired Funko Pops. Oh, okay. And yes, those do yes, exist. Yes, they do. Um, I think there there are only Disney Funko Pops that I know of right yep. now. Um, but there's a Funko Pop for the Matterhorn at Disneyland. There's a Funko Pop for Red oh, from Pirates I was going to say I love the Red Funko. There's a Figment Funko Pop for Journey into Imagination at Epcot. There, there is, is uh, the um, the new a Splash Mountain Funko Pop. The new one that just came out with uh, it has Walt Disney and the castle together. Yeah, there's the Walt Disney and the castle one. Um, there's even Haunted Mansion Funko Pops, and my local Target even has the Haunted Mansion Funko That's Pops. That's awesome. So yeah, um, um, you, there's Haunted Mansion characters for Funko Pops. There are tons and tons of. Um, not tons of time, but there's they're getting more and more Disney inspired Funko Pops. I think there's a Mad Tea Party. Yes, there is inspired Funko Pop. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure there is. There's a Jungle Cruise Funko yep. Pop now. Um, it, it's that. I mean, that's yeah. You can't go wrong with that. I'm telling you, uh, Disney theme park <laughs> attraction inspired Funko Pops are a really good get, a really good gift if you have a Disney nerd, uh, theme park nerd in your 100%. life. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, heck, which honestly. Uh, I, I will never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. No, I'm go sorry. Ahead. I was just going to say, like, 
uh, Disney has great merchandise all together anyway. So if you got they a do. Disney fan, a lot of their merchandise is easy to pick from. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that is going to bring us to the end of our uh, gift guide. And I want to go ahead and say I'm very impressed with us because we had I, I, I feel like this is, this is a very well-rounded gift. You've got your Disney nerds, your Universal nerds, your theme park in general nerds like you yep. and I. Um, I think we touched a lot of bases. I think we did. We touched a lot of bases. And that that's the thing. Like, even for my family, it can be really hard for them to understand, like, like where do I get theme park yep. things? You get them online. Most of the time, you get yep. them online. Or if you're at a park, you may get them at a park. Well, and like, um, the, like we were saying earlier this year, a lot of parks are selling a lot of their stuff online. So A lot of parks are selling stuff online. So if you want to get something for next year, for the holidays, or for a birthday or um, a wedding, special event, graduation, I don't or know. if you just want to buy somebody something. Yeah, if you just want to buy somebody a gift. So. Um, go out and get those gifts now and hide them away. And then give them to them. Because they will love them. They will absolutely They love will, them. it's for sure. Well, that does bring us close to the end of this Season 2 finale episode. But before we go, it's time for plugs. Corey, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure. Um, if you want, you can follow me on my YouTube channel. Subscribe to me on there. It's just Corey Mathery. Uh, M-A-T-H-E-R-Y. That's how you spell my last name. Um, but anyways, it's just my name. And uh, I do a lot of theme park stuff. I'm always posting theme park videos. Um, like here recently, get more Christmas-themed videos, of course. Um, but uh, I, I'm posting. I try to post all time of the year. Of course, January, February is a little slower. You know, March, things start picking up again. But especially this year, this year has been a lot slower than my normal my normal yeah. content. I normally have a lot more content, but that's okay. You know, things happen. We're not going to get into this year. Everybody already knows about that. But, um, yeah, you can follow me on there. It's Corey Mathery. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter if you want. Uh, it's just Corey Mathery as well. Um, that is more personal stuff. Uh, so like, you know, my, my personal opinions on things and stuff like that. So if that's something you're interested in, you can follow me on there. Uh, you can also, uh, follow me on TikTok. I do Corey says yo on TikTok, So you can, uh, check me out on there. I do random theme park videos. Um, I'm into metal, so I, I do metal stuff. Um, but other than that, it's literally just a bunch of crap. It's just random. Uh, just me having fun. I mean, that's what TikTok's for. It's not that serious anyways. Some people make it yes, serious. It's, it's not, not that serious. serious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just something fun on there. And then uh, Instagram. I do daily theme park photos on Instagram. So I, I post a photo every single day. And uh, if you follow me here soon, I mean, recently I'm posting a lot of Christmas photos, especially the week of Christmas um, there's going to be Christmas photos just going up everywhere. So hopefully you, if you enjoy that kind of stuff, go, uh, go follow me on there. Fantastic. So I'm going to go ahead and say this, this every time Corey's on an episode, if you are a fan of theme parks and you are not subscribed to his YouTube, you are missing out. If you want somebody who's going to give you an honest review of how the theme parks are doing or new attractions or just, or if you just want to feel like you're walking around a park with a good friend, just to help ease anxiety or just help you feel better, Corey's channel is the way to go. Corey is, in my opinion, the most underrated of the of the best I, theme park YouTubers there is. Uh, you and Parker blow it out of the water Parker's every time. Awesome. Genuinely entertain me every time I watch a video from YouTube. But you, but like I've said it once, I'll say it again. You are my absolute favorite theme park YouTuber on YouTube. I watch. I, Every video. I really appreciate that. I really do. I, I know you do. You work hard on this, and I know you do because it it shows. And you deserve more hype than some of the people who are popular on YouTube. And I'm going to go ahead and say that. And I'm not naming no names. But I'm just. Saying. I appreciate it. I, uh, <laughs> my, I, I've said it before. The thing with my YouTube channel is none of my videos are perfect, and I, I you know, I'm not a perfect filmmaker or anything like that. Uh, but. I, I put a lot of effort into what I do and I'm I'm very genuine about what I do. I'm never I'm never that type of YouTuber that's gonna sit there and be like, you know, la di da, everything's great. Uh, if it's not, uh, you know, see my HHN Hollywood videos, um, see my right. see my Hershey Park video this year. But um anyways. Or even just see some of the videos you posted about 
parks and COVID compliance. Yeah, my, my, and the safety you felt in like, parks. Like, you know, my Hershey Park video this year really pained me to do, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to sit here and be like, you know, I, I don't sit there and be like, everything's great, everything's fine. It's not, you know, you, you got to call people out mm. on their stuff sometimes. If there is somebody I trust to give me an opinion on theme parks, it is you, 100%. Uh, I hope um, so, because that's, that's what I that's what I try to convey whenever I give an opinion on anything like that because I'm I don't ever want to be you know I don't ever want to be that person that's trying to sell you something that's like yeah like all this place is great and then you get there and it's absolutely terrible because I was just trying to make money or whatever I'm not that kind (laughs) of I'm not that kind of person at all so you know that's probably got a little bit to do with the fact that I'm you know I'm not as big as I could be on YouTube I could probably do a lot more lack of a better term shilling for people and i'd probably be a little bit higher up but I, i'll never do that and i'll just keep doing my own thing because that's that's just who i am so all i know is your day will come the viewers will be there i mean there's already very dedicated viewers like yep. myself for you and i appreciate everyone the of more you. masses will come because i just i feel it i'm manifesting it it's gonna happen because you deserve well, regardless, it regardless um, regardless i'm gonna keep doing my thing so it'll it'll be there no exactly. matter what and i could not appreciate it more and i know some people may be like he's just saying that because they're best friends no i i i was me and Corey were not friends uh at the beginning like we were we were cool but like we weren't friends uh, when I first started watching his videos, I was a fan of him before we actually became friends, and uh, I mean that—that just—that's where that comes from. Is fully, I was a fan before we were friends, and that's why I still recommend him to the highest. Well, I, I appreciate um, all the kind words. You're welcome. Um, as for me, you guys can follow me on t- or at. Having <laughs> kind of mental space. You can follow me. <laughs> on twitter at at scott021 or look up dyslexic you can follow me on instagram at dyslexic96 you can follow me on tiktok at dyslexic and you can listen to the dyslexic podcast every week um season three will be coming back in february because i restart february every year because that's when i started the podcast originally so season three three years of doing this podcast is going to start up in february 2021 so exciting can't wait this you starting this project of the dyslexic podcast has has been an awesome it's been an awesome thing for me to be a part of um it's it's just one of those i don't know it's like i was telling you earlier in the episode you know when i see you and i see the passion and i see the the drive that you put into your project here it is I shouldn't call it a project anymore. It's a thing now. You know, it's not really a project anymore. It's still your, it's like your, it's your thing. And it, like I said, when I, when I see the passion and the effort that you put into, into it, it just makes, it just makes me want to join in on that. And it, that's, you, you convey that very well when you, with the quality and the effort that you put into your podcast. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I I do put a lot of hard work in this, but I started this podcast um, because not only did I want it to be a place to be a nerd and talk to other nerds about theme parks and maybe entertain people along the way, I also saw a need for some kind of outlet for the diversity of the theme park community to be able to share their ideas because a lot of theme park podcasts you find are going to be, it's going to be a couple straight white cis men yep. who talk about roller coasters or talk about Disney or whatever when the theme park community is so much oh, more than that there's is. people of different sizes shapes religions ethnicities sexualities genders everything and so i wanted this to be a place for everybody to uh be able to talk and be a nerd together and, and, and it's i think you've been very successful at that goal i i, I try to be and i i think it's important because representation matters yes. but also giving everybody no matter their age or uh sexuality gender religion background anything giving them a chance to speak about what they're passionate about is important especially Um, if they don't feel welcomed in other circles you know especially yes and so 
I, I, I just really, I, I try my best with the podcast, so I really do appreciate that. And I cannot wait for season three. There's going to be so many new exciting things coming, so many new guests, so many new topics. It's going to be so much fun. And I cannot wait till February comes back and we can do this. But before Dislike Six Season 3 comes, Ultimate Imagineer Season 2 is on its way. If you enjoyed Season 1 of my theme park design competition, Ultimate Imagineer, last year, you are going to love this year. Because Season 2 is bigger, it's better, and it's got so many new challenges and even a major twist that you guys are not ready for. It is going to be so much fun. You cannot miss it. I have five contestants going head to head in a theme park design challenge. And what you're thinking, Scott, aren't there supposed to be six contestants? There is. I have two former contestants from season one. Who? This is exclusive. I haven't even announced this yet. I have two former contestants of season one who have a chance to come back through a coin flip from me. We are either going to get one of our top three back or one of our first few eliminated back. I'm not going to tell you who, but it's going to be a twist and you better get ready. And don't forget, with Ultimate Imagineer, the entirety of how the competition plays out is in your hands, the listener. You vote who you think deserves to go further in the competition, and you vote to crown the Ultimate Imagineer. So I cannot wait for season two, and you guys better get ready, because I have some people who are hungry to win this competition. And I I am just so excited about it. I am it. stoked now. It, it is going to be so much got fun. me hyped I up i cannot wait i cannot wait i and i i'm really excited to see who comes back because i don't even know yet because it's going to be through a coin Oof. because that's the thing that's the thing of this competition a lot of it the casting and a lot of it comes randomly but the outcomes are all through the listeners so you have a voice in this competition you make the choice you make the choice on who you think deserves to be 2020's ultimate imagineer and I am so excited for this season. So that's going to be coming in January. So get ready. Um, and coming soon, uh, as of the recording of this episode, this Saturday will be the cast announcement. So get ready. And this Saturday, we will also find out who is joining the cast as the sixth contestant for season two. So that's going to do it for us for this season. If you enjoyed this season, then you can check out all of season one and two of Dyslexic and season one of Ultimate Imagineer on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., and so on. If you really, really like this episode or this whole season, then give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And I would really appreciate it if you share with friends and family. I would love for the show to grow. I have so many amazing people who have shared their hearts, their souls, and their passion for theme parks on this podcast, and I think their voices deserve to be heard. Not not mine, I think their voices deserve to be heard. So I'd love if you guys could share the podcast um, with friends and family and others who you think would enjoy it. And I cannot wait to see you all in January for Ultimate Imagineer, and in February for Season 3 of Dyslexic. So, with all that being said, make sure you're washing your hands, wear your mask, social distance, and have an amazing holiday season. And I specifically want to say Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Winter Solstice, Happy Yule, Happy Thanksgiving Day, Happy Lunar New Year, Happy New Year to everybody, and if you don't celebrate anything, Happy Winter. But I hope whatever you celebrate or don't, you have a happy So with that being said, I am signing off. This is the end of season two of Dyslexic, and I cannot wait to see you all for season three. Bye, everybody. Take care, guys.